Dr. Eileen Hale, the chair of TTELT, Teaching Tips for English Language Teachers. I'm thrilled to introduce Alex Bass, one of our new board members, who is also the vice president of product at Momentive.ai, the makers of SurveyMonkey. Alex is joining us today to share about how to support new English language learners in your classroom. She comes with a plethora of personal experience as she was born in Croatia and came to America as a very young student. So welcome, Alex. I'll let you expand upon that introduction. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Eileen, for having me. I really appreciate this opportunity. So yes, when I uh, when I came to the United States from Croatia, I didn't speak any English. I think the extent of my knowledge was the word hello and, or hi would be more accurate. Uh, and so I started school in an environment that was maybe a little bit different from other kids um, within that classroom that had maybe uh, different capacities of understanding English. Uh, and so it was really interesting because even basic words like book, bathroom, food, thing, drinks, water, right? All of those things were kind of missing from my vocabulary. And uh, what ultimately ended up happening is I think the teachers very quickly <laughs> saw that by trying to give me simple you know, commands to go get a book when the class was doing something or to go outside for recess and I didn't quite understand. And what really ultimately helped in those instances was for them to get a, an assessment of how far am I from having kind of that basic understanding of simple commands in English and can they communicate with me using nonverbal language more? Can they point to things? Can they take me to a place and kind of illustrate, make a choice here or those kinds of things? Those were really, really helpful for me early on. Uh, and being able to be receptive when I'm trying to communicate something and I don't have the words for it and I'm miming in some instances, right? Like I have a funny story where we're out for recess and my parents had told me in preparation for going to school that the word for restroom, which they knew I would inevitably need to use, was restroom. Uh, but nobody was saying that in elementary school at the time they were saying bathroom. And so I, I had no idea what they were saying to me. And so I started to, to mime out that I needed to go to the bathroom. And so, you know, you start to look uncomfortable, cross your legs, make like the motions. And it took us a good 10 minutes. And finally, you know, they realized I, I meant restroom and they took me to the restroom, which was really helpful. But those things are so helpful, being able to be receptive, observant, and start to kind of work with someone in whatever way that they can communicate to try to help get their needs met. Yes, that's a great example. I can imagine those 10 minutes must have been excruciating <laughs> as you're pantomiming. So tips for our teachers. I think so many teachers out there today are in this very situation that you found yourself in when you were in first grade to seven years old, having new students come into their classroom with things happening around the world today, such as many people coming from Ukraine, maybe speaking little to no English, depending on their situations. So I think what you're suggesting is so important to almost do a pre-assessment, if you will, through pantomiming. Do you know? Do you hold up a book and say, you know, do you know the word for this? But I, the the whole idea of pre-assessing students is really helpful and getting that extra ELL support. What else really helps helps support you when you are in that situation? And uh, you would suggest for teachers as tips for their situations today. Absolutely. So. I would say uh, starting with a vocabulary around basic needs 
and making sure that, yes, there's there's things that the class is learning, uh, but making sure that for that particular student, you get to a level of comprehension around some of those words that are associated with some of their basic needs, like hungry, thirsty, bathroom, those elements would be would be very helpful for those students. At least they don't feel like they can't communicate some of those things. Empathy is always critical, right? The level of new world that you experience coming into an entire school slash classroom of people who all understand each other and you don't understand anything that's happening and there's social cues and facial expressions and all of these things that you're having to pay attention to. So it can be very overwhelming. So having that patience and empathy is also super helpful and makes you feel like you're not a burden necessarily in that environment that you are just a kid who's going to, who's going to, you know, figure it out. And it's a, it's a matter of patience and time, et cetera. The piece that was really helpful for me was I was very socially motivated. So I wanted to go play with other kids, socialize with other kids, do all of those things. And there wasn't anybody else in my classroom who spoke Croatian. And so I went from, you know, no English. When I first started going to school within six months, I was talking in class with my classmates, raising my hand, participating fully. So I don't think that the time frame from zero fluency to high fluency always has to be super long. I think some kids fully immersed can get there pretty quickly. Uh, and I think that that can be nurtured by creating a more inclusive environment where they can participate with kids who are fluent English speakers and activities that are more arts oriented or more tactile or more fine motor skills or gross motor skills oriented where the language isn't necessarily carrying the weight of the participation for those students. Uh, and in some instances, so there was in my first grade class, a group of Spanish speaking students who were also in the ESL program that I was in. And they often, I would be included in this, we would all kind of go outside to a table and have separate lessons with the teacher uh, intended for us that were a little bit easier for us to be able to get to that level of fluency. And I think that because there was a subset of them that had each other that all spoke the same language, their necessity to rely on English as their primary form of socialization within the classroom was lower. And so I think that some of those children ultimately ended up getting to that level of fluency. It took them longer, maybe, maybe it wasn't in first grade, maybe it was in second grade, but I think pairing kids who speak a different language with somebody else who speaks English fluently and creating scenarios for them to interact more consistently and safely also with kids and being able to embody that empathy and that understanding so that there's not a judgmental evaluation placed upon someone's kind of ability to leverage English is critical for success. And I think that could also be very helpful. Yeah, I totally agree. I had that idea and I don't know if you've experienced it in your in your journey, if you will, of having like American mentors, if you will, that could be paired up. Obviously, somebody identified in the classroom that would be a good mentor for a new ELL student in the class. Did you have anything like that? Probably not at the time, but it might be a fun idea for teachers to implement in their classrooms. Yeah, I love that idea. We didn't. I did get assigned a another student to kind of show me around, if you will, but it wasn't really truly in any capacity beyond, I think, the first couple of days to like show me where we go for recess or show me where the restrooms are if we need to go there, where we go for lunch um, to the cafeteria. So it was very kind of situationally oriented rather than trying to nurture kind of a relationship and a kind of 
uh, corresponding social engagement over time. So I think that something like that, and the person was assigned, right? I don't know that that necessarily the kids were asked who would like to participate in this kind of a program. And I think that that volunteering really allows you to select someone who's got motivation, skin in the game to try to have a positive impact in this other student's life. So that I think would be a great idea and would have been super helpful for me at that time. Yeah, and I love what you just said. That's really important is choosing the right students that volunteer to do it, that they have their own intrinsic motivation rather than being assigned to do it, definitely. Any, our time goes fast. Any other ideas you have for our teachers out there to help support new ELLs in their classroom as we wrap up? Yeah, absolutely. I just, I think that it's important to get parents on board and to have parents, you know, be involved as much as possible. Now, sometimes you have situations like I had where my parents also didn't really have a great mastery of English. And so there's a limit to how much they're going to be able to support, but they can make sure I finish my homework. They can make sure I watch a TV show that's in English versus something else. They can make sure that I read a book that's in English, no matter how much torture it might have been the first few times that I tried to do it. And so I think getting that partnership with parents so that there is some semblance of continuation beyond school happening at home is also really critical. Yeah, I 100% agree. And finding somebody in the community almost that could support the parents as well would be a big part of that could help. Um, and as you know, you know, the parents can learn alongside with the children if they set that up the right way so that they could be helping learn English with their first grader, right? You're almost learning together. Um, so yeah, books are an excellent way and music and TV to provide that extra support for your students, even offering what types would be appropriate for them to listen to or to watch that kind of thing would be great. Totally Super. agree. And I can attest to that because my kids are in a Spanish uh, bilingual program at school right now. And I pick up so many words, just helping them practice some of their activities for Spanish that I, I fully agree with you, Eileen. I think that that can be super helpful for both parties. Fantastic. Well, thank you, Alex. You've already given us a wealth of ideas for our teachers to implement, hopefully right away in their classrooms. Any final words you'd like to share before we break up. <laughs> yes. Teachers, you have such an impact on students. And I think uh, it's really, I can't overstate it. The teachers that I had in elementary school put in so much extra effort, not in the form of time always, but really more effort, empathy, understanding. They would ask me if I'm doing okay. They would ask if I needed anything explained, they would do that double check for me every once in a while. It even got to the point where they would overlook the fact that I was talking too much in class because, you know, we got finally to the place where uh, that was something that was a success marker and the fact that I now had social skills and language skills that I could actually utilize. Now I didn't do it, you know, uh, rudely or with any malintent. And so, and they would just remind me that now would not be the appropriate time to speak in class that we were focusing on a task, but you have such an impact on students. Uh, and so I encourage you to continue to do that and really understand that the things that you're doing uh, in your day-to-day -day life in the classroom are impacting your students so much. I mean, I just, I still remember my teachers from elementary school and all of the tiny, you know, elements of grace or kindness or generosity that, that they bequeathed to me. And I'm eternally grateful for that effort because I wouldn't be where I am now if they hadn't done that for me. 
that's a beautiful ending. I don't want to say any more, but I totally echo the value of teachers. So all of you teachers out there that are listening know that you are making a wonderful difference in so many of your students' lives. Thank you, Alex. That was a wonderful testimony of your personal experience going through the educational system in the United States. And a kudos to teachers out there. Keep on the great work. You're doing amazing things. Thank you, Alex. Look forward to having you join us again. Thank you.